Hello, everybody, and welcome back. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> we need Fuck, a, keep we that need in, keep that in. Yeah, keep, we need like that in. <laughs> yeah, hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 62 of the Everything Motor Racing podcast. We are late. It's Tuesday night. We are late. We couldn't find our schedules to match up, but whatever. We're here. We're not queer, and we're doing all right. You know what I'm saying? Speak for um, yourself. I was just yeah. about to say speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I can beat me to it. <laughs> Whoops. Um, yeah, so 62. Jacob, please give me 62s. Honestly, it's half past nine. I can't fucking think. And you... Co- are you Are you taking... Yeah, a- come I on. know Manzi, but other than that... I'm I was going to say, Manzi, come on. You yeah. call yourself a Manzi fan. Yeah, I know Manzi, but other than that, I've gone out. Oh, there's barely any. There's Asian Leibenberg race in the Rebel Rookies Cup. And the only one... There's two more. Uh, there's Bly Traz, who actually follows the page. Uh, he races in the European Talent Cup. And there is a throwback. Oh. There is a big throwback. Um, Jacob might know. He raced in 125ccs. He raced in Motor 3 as well. Got He raced in 125s, raced in Motor 3, and then went back to the CEV and came third overall behind Fabio Cotteraro in the Chev. And then the year after, when Fabio won everything, he even stood on the podium Adrian with Fabio. Adrian Martin. Got it. Yes. Wow. Yeah, Fuck Adrian yes. Martin. Uh, yeah. Good job. Um, as, as soon as you said third in champion, Fabio is like, I know that. I know that. Yeah. What yeah. a nerd. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking sad, isn't it? <laughs> it's mad. He did share a podium with Fabio at Catalonia 1 in 2014 when Fabio went and won pretty much every race. But yeah, it's weird to think. You, know, you see him doing that. He was on the decline of his career and Fabio was on the up of his See how they've gone. Yeah, he was Aspar, wasn't he? And then that yeah. Tigreton team. Yeah, it was a little bit weird. Um, but yeah, moving on from that already. Um, so the last few podcasts, as we've said, uh, every race we've gone, well, that was boring. That was <laughs> boring. That sucked. Mm. I'm not really enjoying this anymore. But Asim, oh my goodness me, Asim never fails to deliver, oh, does it? It delivered. Yeah. Oh my god. Edinburgh. And it didn't just deliver in Motor 3, it didn't just deliver in Motor 2, it delivered in all three classes. Like, that is one of the best Motor 2 races, for example, I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I, mean, I still think MotoGP was the weakest of the day. However, no. yeah. it, was, think... it was still a really good race. Motor yeah, three, like, like it was the weakest of the three, but then it was still a good race, you know, seeing freaking Alesh oh. do absolute madness, you know. Incredible race, but it's yeah. just Motor 2 and Motor 3 were better, in my opinion. It might have just been because I was seriously hungover. Motor 3 was just, it, it just didn't capture me like a normal. Really? I, I thought Motor see, 3 thought was yeah, really wild. Good, yeah. Like it wasn't, like I'm not saying it was bad, but like by Motor 3 standards, I thought it was quite tame. Really? Compared to Saxon Ring? It was, yeah, Sax was a one-off though with Navarro, and like that wasn't a normal Moto Three race. Like this was uh, a normal Moto Three. Do you think? I don't know. I yeah. think it still had something special, even for Moto Three. Well, it was still brilliant. Like don't get me wrong, I'm not slating it. Just, yeah, I want to. Um, whilst we are talking about Three, I want to give some credit where credit's due. Um, and you're not going to believe what I'm going to say right now, but I want to just give a bit of credit to Anna Carrasco, who did, of course, oh. finish dead last again, mm-hmm. but. She finished, she was in a five-rider battle from Mario Aggi, Luca Lanetta, Watley Frosato, and then Carrasco. The bottom five, there was only less than half a second between Carrasco oh, yeah. in last and then Aggi in 18th. Yeah, so, and Watley, that's progress. 
Yeah, you know, that made they're both, you know, then Furusato, they pretty much like caught up with the rest of the field, really. Because Furusato, like I've said the whole way through, he shouldn't be there because he's not experienced enough anyway. Uh, Luneta was made his debut. Sorry, I keep coughing. Uh, Luneta obviously made his debut, did genuinely really well. Oh, yeah. Considering he's never, he's never really, he's never ridden, ridden an ass, I don't think. Um, oh, and he's obviously. Day, no, he's used to he's used to a bit of three in the in the chev, but it's not the same. And then obviously Adji was a bit too big for the bike. Yeah, but did pretty well. <laughs> a bit. You could put you could put two Adjis on two MotoGP bikes, and then literally the Moto three bikes, you, you'd be like equivalent about five times. It's outrageous. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's... Two people the size of Adji on two MotoGP bikes side to side would probably be really the way. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just want to say Don't as worry. well, um, <laughs> it didn't track. It didn't track. We've uh, we've been saying it for a while, but um, David Munoz finally did what we've been saying he's been doing. <laughs> yeah, it was coming, wasn't it? <laughs> it was coming. <laughs> to be fair, though, the the worst part is it wasn't a stupid move, in my opinion. It's a, it was the a door rookie was error, open, but they, but it was rapidly closing. Yeah, like a, a more experienced, a more experienced rider wouldn't have made the move. No, hundred percent. Mm. But it's not like he just came, you know, straight through a closed. door. It wasn't like Sasha Ring last year where he took <laughs> yeah. everybody out. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, the door was open, albeit not for long. But it wasn't yeah. a stupid mistake. It was a rookie mistake. I think there is a difference. It was, yeah, it was definitely a rookie error. But it's again, it's David Munoz doing what everybody says he does and knocking people off. Yeah, you've just been Munoz. <laughs> Yeah, literally. I think I made a meme. Like, um, what would be wild is if you saw the end of that, you saw David Munoz DNF, Joel Kelso DNF, you'd think, oh, that was related. Yeah, oh, you would. Joel, because early in the race, David Munoz, I'm pretty sure, he came into contact with Joel. Something happened yes. with Joel, and he was shaking his head at David, or something happened somewhere over the weekend. Yeah. And I was like, Joel will not be happy with that. Yeah. I can't I, remember what happened. I like, I, I like Adrian Fernandez, but... That was a move that was oh, in Fernandez. the slightest. And now it's yeah. ended up with a broken broken leg for Joel. Yeah, that's got him for Joel. He has no luck at all, to be honest. Oh. Um, but like that was a move that wasn't on. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It just wasn't on. But the thing is, the main talking point that I wanted to say later, but screw it, we're talking about it now, whatever. Neither of those riders have been penalised. Yeah, they have. Both have, both have LLPs. Oh, good. I was going to say. Only okay, LLPs, right. mind you. Well, that's all right, given that, you know, Nakagami didn't get an LLP for uh, his yes. whole Catalonia incident. And yet, Fabio Quartaro has a long lap penalty. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. threw the but toys out the pram for that one, didn't he? He did. And then Rightly Yamaha so. have even gone and put a flipping statement out as well. Yeah, they wanted oh, to the cast, yeah. the court of arbitration of sport, to appeal. But yeah. because... You can't actually appeal the decision through the FIM or URTA. You can't appeal it in the CAS either. Yeah, well, I mean, it's look, just I've, a long lap penalty. It's not going to affect Fabio too much. I've got but the, the statement fact here. Is, oh, right, you got it there. Cool. Fucking, it's the principle, and yeah. I agree with it. Well, it's inconsistent. Even Kevin Schwantz said something about it, and he said, you know, that the, actually I could be wrong there. I know he said something a while ago. Or he said something at some point about inconsistencies and with these stewards and stuff, but. Um, basically, sorry, I keep having to mute my mic to cough because for some reason I can't because I'm coughing. But what they can't see is your face when you're coughing. Yeah, <laughs> you look God. like a cartoon, dude, over their eyes pop. Yeah, it's not really like down in my throat, but I.
That's what, that's what she said. Um, but so Lynn Jarvis basically stated, this is an exact quote. Mm-hmm. Fabio Cotter, this was quite ironic, I'll say in a minute. Fabio Cotteraro, this so to say that again, Jar, this is Lynn Jarvis's statement. Fabio Cotteraro, the Monster Energy Yamaha Moto T MotoGP team and Yamaha have always driven for fairness and sportsmanship in MotoGP. So back in 2015. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are disappointed to see the inequality of which penalties are applied by the Moto G- FIM MotoGP stewards panel. Right. So he's basically saying that it's pretty inconsistent. Um, it goes on to basically say that the moment so energy Yamaha Moto GP team disagree with the Sunday's decision by the stewards panel. Um, Fabio Cotter admitted to making a mistake. Um, but the team view it as a racing incident and Fabio has a reputation of being a rider without a track record. I'll agree with. It was an honest mistake without malicious intent. Um, they acknowledge that LH's race was affected, but the Venus's impact is a matter of conjecture. Um, they feel that the panel is measuring the severity of racing inconsistent subjective standards. Yes. Inconsistent, and this is what all they said. They said the inconsistent of which penalties are applied by the FIM stewards panel during the 20th season damages the fairness of MotoGP and the faith of the prediction. There have been at least three more serious race incidents in the MotoGP class, resulting in riders retiring the race and or clear causing injuries that were left unpunished. You know, you only have to go back to Catalonia where mm. Rins, Rins had, it, had his race ruined and then Ray missed Sasha Ming the week after because he was injured mm. and then... You know, Nakagami got no penalty. And then Bang Naya also had his race destroyed. You know, his champion... He went into Assen with 91 points from the championship lead. Mm-hmm. And he's not saying he would have won it, but, you know, no, probably but he was on offer. It has scooped up at least, say, 13 points yeah. at Catalonia. Mm. Yeah. Like, well, then again, it's Pet, where he might have done. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I agree with it. Like, even going back to Qatar, Pet will take it out Martin and punished. Taka taking out two riders. I think Taka got away with it because he himself got hurt. I didn't think they expected him to be mm. fit almost. Yeah, but again, it doesn't matter if you get hurt. You know, you've, you've ruined no, two riders. But I do think that helped him. Like, it shouldn't, but I do think it did. Or is it that Freddie Spencer used to be a Honda rider? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always something. There's always a nugget somewhere, isn't there, that makes you go, hmm, I wonder if it's this. Suspect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Freddie Spencer hates Yamaha, confirmed. There we go. Well, like, I remember when Cal Crutcho got that, um, that right, you know when he jumped the start and Cal went mental, didn't he? But he oh, jumped Argentina. the start. It was like... Oh, it, was, it, was a, it was minimal, but by the letter of the law, like, he jumped the start, so he couldn't have any complaints. That always made yeah. me fucking laugh at it. And he was like, where's Freddie Spencer's office? No, I need yeah. it. <laughs> and then when he was shown the footage, he still didn't disagree with it, even though it was in front of him. Like, I just... Yeah, it was like, a funny one, but it, it was hilarious. But it's like, you know, it's when it's there in black and white, and it's not a stewards' decision. It's a decision that's you know there and then. You can't mm. really get out of it. But this, hundred percent, I agree with them. They should be, they should be able to protest it at the very least. Yeah, they should. I mean, I want to know your two's thoughts. Do you think that Fabio should have been penalised for this? Yes, I do. But I also think Taka should have been penalised. Pet yeah. should have been penalised to take out Martin. What about you, Cameron? Yeah, I think I'm on. I'm on the same page. I mean, that that is that's the protest here, even from Yamaha. It's just the inconsistency of it. They're not necessarily like, oh, it's not a punishable offence. They're just yeah. saying if X, 
if you know if X is a punishable offence, then why is this? You know, because yeah. there's there's similar and even worse situations that have gone unpunished. So why is this one? And if you look at the overall championship as well, it actually helped the leash, really. Yeah, it did. Uh, you know, because he might he came home what fourth. Yeah, fourth so got, place. Yeah, so he got thirteen points over Fabio, uh, or you know, clawed back. Four, th- th- what's he that? went from thirty four to twenty one. Yeah, yeah, He's now exactly. within a race. Yes, he, he he clawed back thirteen points to Fabio. Had Fabio, you know, had they both raced their race and let's say came first and second or or first, you know, there would have been a handful of points between them. But now it's closed up the championship and everything. I don't know. I feel like if they just left it, everyone had been like, okay, fine. You know, it's it's spiced up the championship. But then this long lap penalty also is going to spice it up even more because now Aleish is going to be even hungrier at Silverstone. So yeah, well the thing is with Aleish, right? He is his confidence now will be like his confidence was already through the roof. His confidence now is going to be like touching God's bummel, you know? It's going to be, yeah. That was a horrendous Literally. thing to say. But it like his his confidence outrageous. is going to be like, like you know, like shooting for the stars. You know? He like, walked out of Aston with a Conor McGregor swagger. I swear, hmm. he must have, because that was oh, yeah. some madness like, that he pulled off. I was watching it, right? And it was literally like watching me play against everybody else on GP bikes. They were just siding through him. I'm the guy at the back, just like getting past, like it's nothing. And he's yeah, well, there, like, just pissing it. It's insane. I cannot mm. believe that last corner into the last chicane that he got Jack Miller and Brad Binder two of the hardest breakers <laughs> in MotoGP like if you want to overtake somebody and you see it's Brad Binder in front of you you're just screwed yeah. because you're going to you're not going to get you're them on the break for brakes. a slipstream yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how the hell did he get both of them on the break well the thing like, is that is ridiculous i think the thing about Alish was i think this was a true shit or bust scenario for him i don't oh, think he, he even cared said if he crashed Alicia even said he was like, I'm going to game, you know, I, I could sit here in 13th and get two championship points, but it's not going to be worth much. I'm going to get at least 10 points. And but, if I crash, I crash. That's literally his quote. Is, the thing for me is that in itself gives you so much confidence that you've just utterly like just tamed it and not like, gone down. Yeah. So you've that, ridden yeah. way over the limit, not yeah. caring if you crash and you still... Yeah, and you still yeah. managed to make it to the point where you're about to make a move into the last chicane for fourth. Like he, he, he had the MotoGP gods with him. There was no way he was crashing. The only way he was yeah. going to crash was bike failure. It was that simple. Yeah, the fact that he even stayed on when Fabio decked underneath him as well. Like, I, know. Like, I yeah. do agree though. Like, <laughs> I think Fabio does deserve a long lap penalty for that because yes, okay, it was a mistake. Fabio isn't a dirty rider, but it was a rookie mistake. It was a stupid move. Yeah, like, like there was no way... Right? Yeah, it was like the third lap of the race, and it was like, he was never going to make that. Not in no. a million years See, was he going to make that. That's when I slightly disagree. I think it was on, but Fabio himself didn't believe it was on. There was a there was a definite gap, but I think he there sort was. of changed his mind halfway through breaking. Mm. At that point, you're already buggered. Well, he, he Fabio again already said that it was um, a rookie mistake. But as he was breaking, no, as he was breaking, he just realised that he it wasn't making it kind of thing. Yeah, well, there we are. Like it, it's a, I think it what again. It was the same case of um, like Munoz. I think the door was open, but rapidly going to close, and Fabio should have seen that. Yeah. I mean, mm. it does make like so. Fabio even went on to say, "Well, a long lap race in the next long lap for the next race." Now you cannot try and overtake because I think you're being too ambitious. 
<laughs> was an ambitious overtake. Like the the press release actually to go way back on that. And I'll come back to the February um, thing. The actual notification of sanction that Fabio got states that um, on twenty sixth of June twenty twenty two during the MotoGP race at Assen, then five year observed of being overly ambitious and causing contact with rider forty one severely impacted race. This contravenes of specific instructions given to MotoGP competitors and teams, disrupting the session and is considered irresponsible riding, causing danger to other competitors. Therefore, an infringement of the Boa article of the MotoGP Grand Prix regulations. And they've given him a long lap for that. And then Fabio obviously went back and said, now you cannot overtake because you think it's too ambitious. From the beginning of the year, some riders made a racing incident, but apparently mine was too dangerous. Congratulations, the stewards. You're doing an amazing job. Next time, I will not try to overtake um, to not try and get a penalty. Great holidays and see you in Silverstone. <laughs> yeah. So Fabio's confirmed he's getting pulled and leaving for the front win so he doesn't have to overtake that. Well, that's the thing. Like, Aleix <laughs> last year, right? Silverstone's going to be nuts because Aleix got his first podium there last year for Aprilia. Mm-hmm. Fabio won there last year. Aleish is fired up because he knows he can now beat Fabio because Fabio's got on that penalty. Aleish knows he can get a podium there. He knows he can probably win the race there. Fabio's got a long that penalty. If Fabio doesn't perform, Aleish could claw back another five championship points minimum. What did yeah, Fabio like... what was Fabio's gap at the front last year? Oh, it was, it was like, like seven, eight it. seconds, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was, it was way more than a long lap penalty, that's for sure. Yeah, at, yeah, at one point he was coming through the first corner as they were crossing the finish line, wasn't he? Yeah, he was so far ahead because we were literally there, the, he, we were there. And he was tipping in the maggots and beckets before you could even see him come around the first yeah. corner, basically. Yeah, I was over at Vale, and it was yeah, it was just it was like he he was doing his own race. Go, oh no, 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 <laughs> nope. Fabio beat Alex Rins by two point six seconds. And one, what was the gap? Of, I don't know if you could see, but I'm sure really? the gap was. Over double that one point. Um, you could tell Fabio, Fabio turned it right down at the end. I thought it was at least four. No, it, it probably was at one point. This period. Um, it was visually that the... long. Like. Um, <laughs> no, she didn't. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. It does. That's amazing. So, yeah. No. Oh, my God. Yeah, what, right? Lap 16, 3.8. Lap 17, 3.6. Lap 18, 3.5. Lap 19, 3.5. So realistically, and the whole race, 3.5, 3.5, 3 seconds. Yeah, he was controlling it, money. He was, but a long lap penalty is two and a half seconds to three seconds. Mm. And Alicia's Mm. faster now. It's the Peko thing of he didn't have to push that race, really. He didn't, (laughs) but he did have Alex... Alex Rins, you know, chasing him a little bit. Yeah. Like, because Alex Rins was putting in solid times. Oh, yeah. Like, like Peko said, oh, I, I wasn't having to push because everybody crashed. So everybody said Alicia would have won the race. You know, I had more in hand, basically. Well, yeah, Rins was lapping faster. Like, so Fabio was putting in 201 deads. Well, so Rins was putting in 20.9s the whole race. And controlling it. I, I don't think you can look into the coming in too much there. Well, the, re- the fact is, at any point. the fact is that last year's race gap was within a long lap penalty, which is very interesting. Come Silverstone, how long is the long lap penalty at Silverstone? Where is it? It's right around the outside of Woodcut. You know where the tower is. 
the, mm-hmm. the like the square tower oh, thing with right, the grandstand. Okay. Yeah. Right around the outside of that. Dex dying by yeah, it. Yeah, so it's it's a good three second one. It'll be two right. or three seconds, yeah. So that is really mm. gonna throw things up. Spicy. But again, mm. who's to say Fabio couldn't have gone seven seconds because he he had it so controlled. Again, conjecture. Is what yeah. they're fighting about. <laughs> but Aleish, Aleish is now, he was four seconds off last year, 4.1 4, 4. off the win last year. Aleish is a different rider now. Yeah, Aleish, Aleish is, is not a the different 4.1 man. off now, is he? That's the thing. And he, don't forget, he was dive-bombed two, three times that last lap by Jack Miller. With, by Jack Miller, yeah. yeah like, if he didn't have Jack Miller there, who knows? Mm. Oh, I think I... Oh, um, I not, tell you what, I just not... remember watching that in the sun. Oh, uh, what well, a day. We're not doing our predictions this episode, but I'm I'm definitely going to put Leish to win uh, at Silverstone. I think mm. it's going to happen. I think that's a yeah, hard to argue with that. Yeah, mm. I, I, mm-hmm. I probably would back it to be honest, but I'm also thinking Vinales. So. Yeah, Vinales, what a <laughs> ride from Vinales! I'm so yeah. so like absolutely I, like, over the moon say, for him. I gutted about the fact that I picked the wrong race once again for him to podium. <laughs> How yeah. many times is it going to happen to me? I didn't. I put him in third place on the predictions. Let's go. Basically, anybody I put on the podium now, podiums that we got. So. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Fabio, if you look with uh, Vinales, though, it's very, it's mad. Like, one year ago at Assen, he, he looked you know, miserable. Yes. He had a face of stone, yeah. you know, on the podium. Like, there's a photo. I really want to post it, but I can't because it's like a Getty images and I'm not I'm not paying the 160 quid to use it. But he looks... I, I'll put it in the chat if I can find it. Of him on the podium and he just and he came second, like, right? Yeah, he came second. Yeah. yeah. And, and he was miserable. Looked, yeah, and it looked like someone had just like, you know, just come up and burnt his car. It was outrageous. Yeah, it was really like... like you know, and like the photo I did use, he still looked pretty angry, but... He, he already knew he was out to Yamaha at that point, though, didn't he? He, he, he did just him. hated he just hated his life, and you could tell. And then this year now, the smile on his face yeah. is just... The, the, what was hilarious, like, not hilarious in a mental health way, but in a picture way, was, you know, the podium? You had Fabio yeah. with the biggest, goofiest smile, and then right next to him was Vinales, who, who just... Looks so pissed. Look, yeah. look at the photo I just put in the in the chat. Yeah, look at how angry he looks. Yeah, he I can't doesn't want to be there because it's a Getty he, images. He, but... It got to the point where he didn't even want to score points again. Well, he didn't. Yeah. He, he was just messed up his race in Austria on purpose, you know. Like, and then to go from that, you know, like he'd go, he'd smile. Like there are photos of him smiling on the podium, but you can see it's fake. It's forced. Yeah, there's he, not, there's not behind the eyes there other than just anger. No. Like and he's got his shades on on most of the photos because again he just looks so like it was is another one like of him showing honestly I just champagne like first and foremost a rider's happiness <laughs> is the main no, like, <laughs> he looks so angry. It's like popping the champagne with aggression. He's just like, yeah, yeah. Have that, you like, is is the one I used the other day. Yeah, the thing. What he wants is to throw yeah. the bottle at Lynn Jarvis. You can tell. Look at yeah. It. yeah. Whereas, whereas now, like the smile on his face is so genuine. You know, like like the Vinales last year. If when when on Session Ring when his bike broke, he would have gone in that thing. He'd have tipped the bike over. He'd smash the garage up. You know, he'd have gone mental. But to see him get off and fist bump his engineers and go, you know what? That was fourth place. Like, that was really good. And then to mm. see him get a podium this time around, like, yeah. Yeah, I am up. so, so happy for it's him. It's going to piss so many people off. 
and I'm here for it. Honestly, oh, people like he he, he people can win treated the race. him like Romano Fanati. Well, that's his the thing, levels like, to this shit. You know what I mean? It's it's mad though. The thing now that Vignales, you know, the whole comeback that he's had now, the same people that were slating him last year, going, "You're a scumbag. You're this." Like I criticize him, of course, for trying to blow up a motorbike as you would. But then the same people who were like, you will never do in MotoGP, you should never come back, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, do you remember the meme we made? The same people made? are now like, oh, you're amazing, you know. Do you remember the meme we made <laughs> with the dumb fuck juice? Oh yeah, oh God, <laughs> And yeah. the messages we got for that, oh my God. Yeah, but like, yeah, we made a bad meme, but... That sounds you know, like, offensive, cause, cause, I don't know what like, it genuinely, is, but... Like, what he did last year, right, was stupid, right? Oh, for sure. yeah. You can't... You can't deny it, you know, it was stupid, but you could see, because I, I felt sorry for him, I wrote a flipping article about mental health about him and said, you know, he's mm-hmm. going through hell at the moment, and I got criticised for that. It was a good article, but I got shit for that, because people yeah. like, don't like talking about mental health. Why but, is that? Yeah, Why now do that people just hate that topic so much, but it's so important? Know, it's, because my dad mind. raised me to be an odd man, and I've got to raise my kid to be a fucking odd man as well. Ah, oh, no. So toxic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, like, it's literally like, generational. It's like there's nothing wrong with having mental health struggles. No, it happens. Like, you can see, though, the difference, you know, when he had bad mental health last year and it was bad mental health, you could see it. And then now that he's, you know, he's in a good place, he's got a good family team around him. He's, his wife is like the best thing that's ever happened to him. He's got his daughter as well. And now the, the grin on his face, he looks so happy. Like all the photos I look at him now, like even the ones where he's just kind of looking a bit like, eh. like <laughs> his shoulders are just... higher. He's you know yeah. he's more his confidence is higher. I just said in the group as well. Like it just looks, it just looks so happy. Like, and, and genuinely, I'm thrilled for him, and I genuinely believe he can now win a MotoGP race. <laughs> yeah, he That's can. A, I, I think as soon as Silverstone, he can win. It's an awful meme. That's just terrible. <laughs> oh, I should have seen the hate I got for that. Why? <laughs> It's just a bad it, meme. Did you? Yeah, get, it was like it was just a crap. Did you meme, get hate it? for like how just low quality? It was? I, I, to be fair, yeah, we get hate for most things, don't we? Let's be real. I did. Just it's just the internet, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, but you actually deserve some of the hate you get for some. Only some, some shit you And there's some of the stuff I don't. To be fair, and I still get hate. So <laughs> you know, it's just everybody on the internet. Live by the sword, yeah. die by the sword. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you take the risk, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I don't know, I'm just absolutely, absolutely over the moon for him to be honest. Yeah. Like, and this is a thing like the the engagement I saw on social media for that. Like, people <laughs> people were ecstatic for him, and I'm I'm glad to see it because this is the Vinales we know. You know, the beast Vinales, and the fact that he he has worked. You know, because the first races he did for Aprilia wasn't even in the points. Yeah. Oh, it was way down the order. Uh, to be yeah, expected, yeah. you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, and everybody was expected. like, oh, he's washed, but no, he wasn't. It's, yeah. It was clear. It was just, I don't think there's, I don't even think Mar- Marquez could have got on that Aprilia last year and done any better. Well, Marquez can win on a 1975 Bull Taco, <laughs> so. Yeah, that is true. No, like, in all honesty, though, like, I, he wouldn't have done much better, maybe top tens, but I don't yeah, think. Yeah, like, even, not straight away. Yeah. yeah, like, literally, don't forget, Vinales literally came off it in Austria. Didn't race the next round, and then by the next round, after that, Mizano. <laughs> yeah, and then by the next round, he was on the Aprilia. You know that. Yeah, it was just and and he's only ever ridden in line fours in MotoGP, and yeah. he had to learn the V four. <laughs> and... He's only ever he's only ever ridden like 
never ridden a V formation. And it's just yeah, because he did the two strokes and then he did the Moto two. Like even uh, Yamaha's um, Moto three as well. Superbike, obviously the R one is is an inline four. He's never yeah. ridden a V full stop really. No, so obviously it's a massive adjustment for him and. The talent's there. The talent's always been there, and I'm, I'm, I think like next year, if he can continue this run, you know, he's a title contender next year. Oh, and I yeah. guess all that's mental for me to say. You know, he's, he got a fourth in Sasha I'm Ring, and he got, just got a podium. I'm not prepared for him as a title contender yet. But okay, fair enough. But like, you know, he's I yes, see he's he got from. third. I'll just shut up. Let me talk. <laughs> he's no, just no, got no, a fuck podium. you. You're wrong. Fuck you. <laughs> he just got a podium, right? The bike is pretty much the best on the grid now. They've got a satellite team next year as well. Mm-hmm. That's rumored to have Miguel Oliveira and Chalasina Vietti on it, which I know experienced rider and a rookie. Fabio Cotteraro and Morbidelli, amazing combination in the same freaking team. It'll be the RNF team still, you know, mm-hmm. like that four bikes on the grid doing that. Alicia's signed up for next year. Vinales is signed up for next year. I genuinely, if, Vign- if Vinales can continue this form and keep building on what he's already got, for me, title contender next year. I think Unless another it, like, thing is, like, when was Vinales, like, last in the gravel? Yeah. He's so That's consistent. It. So if he can get the form, then he's, he'll bring it home, at, you know, top five pretty much every weekend. Wait, wait. The thing wait, you have to consider is um, Vinales is still getting himself comfortable on that brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where they are moving the rear sets around for each session still. He's still right, not okay. there yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's it. He's gonna, like, only going to continue progressing. And once he does, he'll be at a leash level consistent. Yeah. Well, guess guess what, right? Mm. Um, Vinales, apart from Germany, when his bike broke, has finished every race this year. So there you go. <laughs> consistent and fast. I like and... think he finished every race last year on the Aprilia. Yeah. Vinales. That's how you get a title. Possibly blew an engine, maybe. Last year, yeah. Uh, he didn't do America because of obviously circumstances but yeah, yeah he finished every race uh, to be fair he finished every race last year full stop <laughs> when did like, he bail out every, of the yeah. when did he have to jump he, off the Yamaha because of the brakes he was, Austria 2020 oh, yeah. that was. was that 2020 yeah that was 2020 but yeah that's weird that was he the decline not, he doesn't DNF though like in 2020 he only had one DNF which was that one where he had to jump off mm. uh, he, oh my god that was, that was Maverick's decline he was never the same like trusting of Yamaha yeah <laughs> would you but be like, Oh, go, no. for his, go for his career though, right? And he's got what two DNFs in 2011, three in 2012. You got zero DNFs in 2013 when he took the title. Two in his Moto Two rookie year. Two in Suzuki. One in 2016. Mm-hmm. Two in 2017. Like yep. that's that's that. I'm impressed. Is, God, he's <laughs> he, good. He would always go backwards but finish. Yeah, that was his issue. Was um, like the equivalent of DNF almost. Because he'd go back to 17th, 18th on the app. Well, he just the wouldn't thing actually is, crash like, the bike. Aprilia, he still had that issue with the opening lap, so he struggled. At Assen, though, he was making up places in the opening Germany lap. Germany as well. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's, it's, it's just a comfort thing in the early he's laps. He's cracked the code. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He, he's, that's what I said on the last pod, wasn't it? Now, if he could do that in Assen, he's got half a shot and here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like I am so happy I for was, him. And then I was fearing that it was a one-off because the start of the German GP was a bit like, weird, wasn't it? Yeah. So I yeah, was fearing yeah. that it was a one-off. I'm glad it's, it might be a two-off, but 
I don't think it is. I don't think it is. No, I don't. Um, right, I want to move on a little bit to the final podium finisher of Marco Bezzecchi. Oh. Obviously, we'll talk about Pecco as well in a minute. But yeah. Um, yeah. Marco Bezzecchi, like, well, work up through the podium. Do you know what? First of all, I'd just like to say, I am sorry, Bears. Because I said before the race in the group, there's no way those softs are last in the entire race. Oh. So I am very sorry, Bears. You were a master of making those tyres. Work around there. Fair play, dear. Yeah. Fair play. But like, again. He's the only rider on soft, soft. The entire really? field. Yeah. FTL. Fair yeah. play. And um, he, I didn't think they'd last. He said, though, like, he enjoyed the rain because it, it made him push even more. Mm. Um, That's because he's, he's a nutcase. He's <laughs> yeah, a fucking clearly. rookie. He's a MotoGP rookie. Why are you on the podium? Your teammate, Luca Marini, has been there over a year. He's on a better bike and isn't on the podium. Well, the worst <laughs> has Marini ever had a podium? He's on the GP21. Nope. Marini's never. never had a podium. You could tell he was livid actually at the end of the he race. He was angry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. his hand, he did hurt his hand though. Cause when, they, when he hit Mir, he hurt his hand. Uh, yeah. Still, yeah, he though, wasn't right. Just, mm. still, though, I think he now, looked angry. Now that dust has settled, I don't think he'll be anywhere other than thrilled for Bears. Oh, yeah. But he'll he'll know the team has got it. Because of his, what happened to his race as well. Like where he didn't have a. Sh- he, I think, I reckon he was thinking, I could have been me. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is with Marini, um, well, the team, the team are brand new this year. Like, yes, okay, they had half a squad in Divinci last year, but it was a lot of Vintia, you know, team yeah. people. It was still the Vintia squad. 70-30 split, mm-hmm. wasn't it, really? Yeah, and so this year to have a full VR46 squad and get a podium as a rookie, mm. like, that's, that's, that's impressive. What, what I enjoyed about that was... Um, the look in the garage as Bez crossed the line and Pavlo the Echo literally just throws a folder across the garage. <laughs> literally, he didn't know what to do himself. He bang, just yeeted it across the garage. <laughs> Yo. Great. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Marini, I think, would have been thereabouts also, which is probably why he was so pissed. Yeah. He qualified poorly, though, where Bez didn't. And that's what made the difference. Yeah. Bez is, is coming on so well. Like he was making up places. Like that movie made on Jack Miller as well. Yeah, no <laughs> like, respect. Like, there was a, <laughs> Even said in the, you know, when they have like the, the on the MotoGP YouTube channel, they put up those, um, you know, the unseen clips, and he was mm. like, "Oh yeah, they made a pretty, pretty mad movie on Jack Miller." <laughs> yeah, it was just, he was the confidence was with him. He had the softs. He knew he had the grip. He went for it. I just, it. I, I, and, I don't know how he made it last. Like soft front and a soft yeah. rear. Yeah, but he's always been good at saving his tyres. Like, that has been yeah. consistent it's, throughout his career. It's back to what we say about the new stool style, isn't it? it just it yeah. helps. It does indeed. And Bezzecchi's obviously a phenomenal rider. And I tell you what, though, like, I want to give a kudos, though, to Valentino Rossi. Like, because mm. that his, Bezzecchi's career wouldn't have been the same as what it was if it wasn't for the VR46 Academy. Because, like, I remember back in the day, like, way back, God, like, 2014, Bezzecchi was in this, the Italian Championship at the time. He didn't really have many sponsors. He was racing like a Mahindra. And mm. he, he, his well, results were okay. Was, yeah, his, his results weren't amazing, but they were okay. And then VR46 picked him up. They got him the Mahindra squad ride. And then he got a wild card at... No, then he did the replacement ride at the opening round at Qatar. Got in for Manzi. Then he did a few more rides. Then he got on the CIP squad, thanks to the VR46 Academy. Got a podium in his debut year. <laughs> then oh, nice. raced for the Bristol squad, fought for the championship, and then obviously signed with 
you know, the, and uh, you know, Bristol, for example, they're a pay team. You know, it's not, it's an open secret that you have to pay to ride if you want to ride at Bristol. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Both of them were. And VR46 Academy have paid for those seats for him. And then obviously, then he moved to the Tech 3 squad and Moto 2. Then he moved to the VR46 team and Moto 2 again. And again, every step of the way has been thanks to Valentino Rossi and his Riders Academy. And the same for Peco, the same for a lot of riders. And genuinely, that Valentino Rossi's Riders Academy has saved so many riders' careers and done absolutely amazing things. Yeah. Like, honestly, massive kudos for Valentino Rossi and everybody involved in that. Yeah, the, the face of Virgin would be quite different. But, um as a rider and behind the scenes yeah because there's now I, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have Pedro uh, no I like because he was supported by that. the Italian uh, yeah the federation yeah thing. so he, yeah. there's a good chance he still would have made it but Bez as you say Vietti possibly not because I mean him and his dad even when he was doing the Chev was travelling around in an old beat up van yeah you know what I mean it's it's like it's just there's so many variables. Marini probably wouldn't have. No, so Mar- would have paid for Marini off his own pocket. But you know what I mean. Yeah, well, Marini obviously was racing for the VR46 Pons team, if you remember. You know, Marini's been supported by VR46 pretty much his whole career. You know, and then when he raced in the forward Moto2 team, it was yeah. again a VR46 effort with Baldassari on the other side. Yeah, I said even Balda, Foggia, Bulliga, none of those Bulliga, probably would have come through. Yeah, well, again, like you go back, right? Vietti raced for the VR46 squad back in the Chev. Foggia race for the VR46 squad in the Chev. Bulliga race for the VR46 squad in the Chev in the Moto3 team. Where would their seats know, have been otherwise? Alberto yeah. Sura, example, another example. You've got Bartolini. Antonelli you know, would be gone in 2014. And Franco Franco Morbidelli was, you know, the second ever VR46 Riders Academy rider after Simoncelli, you know, and Franco was what the Stock 600 champion. Mm. You know, Rossi managed to get him a seat at Ital Trans, and it does go to show what support could do because he beat Jed Mitchell. I don't know who that is. It's an Australian rider. Okay, no support, and if Mitchell had had the support, he could easily be in Morbidelli's shoes. Well, that's it. You know, there's so many riders that don't get the support. So the fact that Valentino Rossi and his squad have been able to do something that like that, like I'm like, like yeah, like genuinely, like I haven't really got many words, but just fair play, like genuinely, uh, like Valentino Rossi. I wrote an article on it, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, that is on my website actually. Um, But you know what Valentino Rossi has done for this sport on and off the track, and now even after his career is gone, and he's. He's got three riders now who've got premier class podiums, which is obviously Franco Morbidelli, uh, Marco Bezzecchi, and Francesco Bagnaia. You know, he's got... Bagnaia has also won a Moto2 World Championship. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's another one who's won a Moto2 Championship, or am I wrong? I could be wrong there. But, you know, he's got... Like, Marini nearly did. Bezzecchi nearly did. Bezzecchi nearly won a Moto3 Championship. Yeah, that was know. their second closest Franco Morbidelli Franco Morbidelli Franco Morbidelli Franco Morbidelli yeah. for BDS like, yeah and he was on Balder the was super close when he was with Pons you know it's just yeah it all oh, yeah, went downhill like fair play <laughs> but um, and, you yeah. know actually his talent was already there and you know he's done so well he's just a rookie you know he's still got more to come and that's the thing Pablo Nieto was talking about Bezzecchi after the race um, and we're saying, you know, Bezzecchi's not one of these riders who makes a big step and then falls back a bit a few weeks later. He's always one, he'll always make progress. And it's like maybe like 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%. 1%. 
but he doesn't ever go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We never saw him step forward. Yeah, whenever he makes a step forward, it doesn't just stay there for a bit and then trickle away. It goes there and it stays in and locks in. Yeah. Like, the and, thing about Bears is where he qualifies generally is where he finishes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, being super high up, like obviously qualified, he raced a bit high and he qualified, but generally he doesn't go backwards. Um, like even, in, even in his rookie year in MotoGP, he hasn't gone backwards from his qualifying position. That's super impressive. Which way you look at it? Yeah, that's it. You know, he's um, yeah, I, I, he's a super talent, and like <laughs> he does look a lot like Marco Simicelli as well, which yeah. is quite eerie. Is he? Yeah. Obviously, you two wouldn't have because you um, BT, but uh, they spoke to Paolo Chabati on the world feed before the race, right. and um, Chabati said, "Bez is going to do well here." He didn't mention anyone else, not even Pedro Miller, or anything. He just said, "Bez." Play, yeah. play. He, he called it, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. like, just yeah, fair play to um, everybody. It was just involved a great really. weekend of racing, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Be- Bez is ahead of uh, Marini in the championship now, isn't he? Probably yeah, he is, but quite a lot, uh, quite a lot. I'm pretty sure it's like decent amount, isn't is it? He's guaranteed top rookie now, surely. Gotta be M or DG, gotta be. Yeah, Bezzecchi has 55 points. Oh, Mourinho has 52. So there's only three yeah. points in them, but he is higher. So that's with an entire you in every respect over Bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. In, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I still so say as I start, I, I do sort of feel for Mourinho because he's got the biggest job of all the Ducati riders because he went from a 19 to a 22. Yeah. So that's the biggest step. True. Yeah. Even now he's probably still adjusting. Even if it's yeah, he probably is, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love MotoGP. Just all this time we're like, oh, it's boring. It's not. Like when it's boring, it sucks, but... It's, it's never boring. Eh, I think because you're a nerd, be though, you, you, find, you find enjoyment in like such little details, whereas I'm like, give me a good race, or I'm not yeah, interested. Maybe. In a way. But yeah, um, and to go back onto the final man, um, obviously then we'll do a bit of silly season talk. Um, the obviously Francesco Bagnaia has won mm-hmm. and closes title gap from ninety one points down to uh, sixty six. It's a crazy jump, isn't it? It's gone from being that's not happening to actually that's possible. It's still, still. not happening because every time he's under <laughs> pressure, now he crashes. How many well, rounds have you got thing, left? Right? A 10? Oh, wait, one, nine. 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 Yeah, nine. so what so, happened? It's the Pekka Banyaya cycle. You'll get closer, get closer. Bam. Oh, no, it's no. all over. Win, win, I disagree. win. Uh, because Pekka has said the reason he keeps crashing is because he stops pushing because he's that far ahead and he doesn't need to push anymore. And so he said in Assen, he just carried on pushing the whole time. And because obviously when you stop pushing a little bit, you lose a bit of temperature in the front tire, you know, your bike doesn't perform as you do. And then bam, he crashes. So he said, no, he went full out now at Assen the whole way through, just carried on pushing the whole way through and he won the race comfortably. I still think he needs a mental coach. He's not (laughs) crashed out of the lead yet, has he? He has. When? 
Uh, Mizano last year he stacked out. No, no, I mean, this year, yeah, but he must have been pushing. He had, he had Marquez behind him. He yeah, wasn't. Like, he wasn't taking it easy at Mizano last year. That's, that's my point. Is he's no. not decked out in the lead yet. So how can he say that? Mm. Where, where was he in France when he crashed in Le Mans? Second. Yes, I because he just been uh, second. Bastianini just uh, yes, passed him. Yes, and Bastianini he just got him. Yeah, yeah. yeah started, saying, like, he, was, so, he was pushing too hard. I, I don't think that argument holds weight for Pecco. I'm afraid. Yeah, it? uh, it's it's what Pecco said. It's not what I'm saying. So. Is he, is he <laughs> no. telling himself that, or he might be telling himself that? To be fair, yeah. Um, but you know, like kudos to Pecco. I'm hoping that he can pick up the pieces and try and fight the title again otherwise it will be just a case of another year without a Ducati title hmm. like for, for me Aprilia it's a title of, would be nice yeah I, I yeah could happen Lace title would be even nicer mm, I love Alice so much yeah he's I the know. goat now he really I, is I, I chuck so much flack for it I love it <laughs> great man it's so good that he's he's there now uh, he's yeah. finally got a bike and package both bike like team etc good so, package eh Oh my. Show the talent. Oh, I show the talent. Like he's always had something really like special about him. Just never really shown it. Yeah, he's a good boy, all a leash. Like you, you don't get to be, you know, stay in MotoGP for ten years, don't factory team and be in a mediocre. Don't. Mm. The same as Paul. People are thinking Paul at the minute is such a crap rider. Don't lose the talent, Paul. Has. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Since well, Paul came into today, MotoGP, he's just, I don't know. Actually, since he um, left KTM, I've not been that impressed by him, I guess. Well, fucking okay, roll on 2023 then. I <laughs> can't remember who said it, but somebody in KTM said that Paul has something that could really help KTM. Mm. Yeah. said it. I hope yeah, so. so. Mm. He, he, he's pretty much, like, it's like an open seat run now, isn't it? Like they discuss same yeah. as Alex Rins discussing LCR. Well, Alex Rins and LCR, right? Hold well on, quickly to go into this <laughs> yeah. a bit deeper, right? Let's do if it. you go on Alex Rins' Instagram, right, the Credit last number Mark of cares for this. Well, no, firstly, right, because Alex Rins even said that he's after the race. I think he said that he was happy. Mm. He's looking forward to going to LCR. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you go through his Instagram feed, right. Like, he posted the other day, uh, there's nothing there, but, like, his last three posts yeah. have just got LCR Honda in them. Like, oh, look, Alex and Marquez Alex leading. Alex Marquez posted. And then <laughs> and Alex Marquez. <laughs> and then, oh, Alex Marquez, no. And then, wait, wait, wait. So you've got Alex Marquez leading. Oh, and then yeah. you've got Alex Marquez beating him. <laughs> and then you've got Nakagami. <laughs> and then you've got the another one where it's him and Alex Marquez. And then... Yeah. And then him and Nakagami again. Oh, we haven't even Mark... spoke about that confirmed deal either. Obviously, they hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me just finish what I'm talking about, and then we can go to that. But yeah, um, and then Marquez is Marquez is like, God, hold on, is, um, but yeah, he was like, I don't know what you're doing, but the last few photos we've posted have all had the um, bike of LCR Honda. Yeah, and he tagged the LCR. <laughs> yeah, That's he did. But yeah, and so um, I think he's going to Honda. Yeah, I, which I think it's very obvious, a, but yeah, like that's that's the clearest signal ever. Like if, if that falls through, now he's going to look a right nobody. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. How do you think he'll but, do? Um, How do you think he'll get well, on? I, I, I absolutely point blank oh, refuse yeah, yeah. to make any Honda assumptions for twenty twenty three. He's going to Honda. Yeah, no, as in like. The bike Honda perform. bring for 2023 
could be a hundred percent different again because of the power of Honda. Yeah, that's you know the thing with Honda. So I absolutely can... refuse to make any Honda speculation like of how riders will do until I see the twenty twenty three. Simple I'm answer. hoping Rins can hurt, help turn the Honda around because at the moment it's just terrible. <laughs> you but, could um, just leave the round off. I'm hoping Rins can help the Honda turn. That'd be good yeah, enough. That would be good. He, he did a lot for Suzuki, so but then so did Paul for KTM and look what happened with that. So mm-hmm. but um yes, yeah, to go see, back on this worries me. Like because the Honda was basically the closest to the KTM. Is the problem Bradle though? I don't think so. Like Bradle and Salvadori are two of the best test riders you can have because they are within a second per lap of the races. Is Bradle? Yeah, is within he? reason. Like, you know, obviously, like on this Honda, he's a bit off, but, you know, historically, Bradle's been within a second of most of the Honda riders. And that feedback is essential because a test rider trundling around eight, nine seconds a lap off ain't going to give you shit. I'm looking at you, Takuya Tsuda for Suzuki, for example. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's why you need the top, top tester. Like Pedroza. Sylvain mm-hmm. Guentoli, yeah, who's Guentoli. amazing. Crutchlow, even. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they, Lorenzo, oh wait, no, no. <laughs> they're not going to give you any kind of valuable feedback unless they are within a second. Because they are not going to know how the bike is. Okay. Salvadori, yeah. great, great rider. Mm-hmm. Like, and... I think Sava is one of the main reasons why Aprilia are doing so well, personally, because he is pushing that bike to the limits that both Aleish and Vinales are, even if results are a little off. I mean, like. Well, sacking Bradley Smith off for Savadori was one of the best things he ever did. <laughs> oh, don't, don't mention that in Britain. Bloody hell. <laughs> it, yeah, it was, man. though. Like, Savadori is a far more talented rider than Bradley Smith. It's, it's that simple. Smith well, he's Italian end. as well. Like he's got yeah. the language yes. barrier. There's no language barrier. He can mm. he can talk Italian to them. That was my point. Like some things and... can get lost in like the nuances kind of thing. Of, but like if you're yeah. in your own language, but aside, like Bradley Smith had a fantastic engineering brain. Yeah, amazing. Like genuinely, like we're not discrediting Bradley Smith. Like he's one hell of a worker, and he can <laughs> dissect a motorbike really well. You know, but he's he wasn't the man for the job. Well, aside from that as well, he stopped racing and sort of just lost that edge. Sava yeah, seems to still have that edge, as does Bradle to a point, even though, again, the results ain't showing. Like you still they need still to be a qualify. racer. They can still qualify with competitive times for MotoGP yes. races, whereas yeah. I'm not sure. Like Bradley could as well, but it was just a case of... I'm not even sure you could call him competitive times. That's the thing. He's doing Moto E now and he's doing all right there, but I think that's where he should be. I don't think I. I can't see him doing. You know, I, I like feel, a national championship. I feel championship. really bad because Bradley Smith was still an excellent rider, MotoGP yeah. podium man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not he's a, a bad rider, rider in any shape, but there are levels to it, and isn't the level? Yeah, like it might be about two percent that he's missing, but it was enough for Prilia to go. No, we're getting you ready, you and putting Savadori on the bike now. Got to be ruthless if you want to be a champion. It's that simple. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. But um. To go back on to what you were saying earlier, Grassini um, have confirmed Alex Marquez and Fabio Digia for Grassini, Ducati next year. And it's also been confirmed that the pair will ride the GP22s next mm. year. So a year old bike. I'm going to say it right now and I'll say it. I keep <laughs> saying shit if like this. If you're going to say what I'm going to say as well, I bet you are now. This is going to be the best thing for Alex Marquez's yeah. career and we're going to see him do some 
bit on a Ducati. I'm calling at least a podium. He's going to win a race. <laughs> He's going to be like, I'm not like, I keep hyping, like I hype Vinales up, I hype everybody up and bad MotoGP <laughs> memes makes a joke because I'm like, oh, next world champion, he's future world champion. <laughs> Should we mention the bingo? Oh no, yeah. yeah. No, we'll do it in a minute, we'll do it in a minute. But like, well, I've already counted like, a few shots. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's <laughs> why I deliberately didn't mention Alicia's bike. Like, I'm so excited for Alex Marcus because he's gone from the worst bike to a bike he can actually show is what he's got on. Yeah. The two time world champion, you know, there are not many riders on that grid that can say they've won a Moto 3 title or a Moto 2 title. Never it's mind none. both of them. Exactly. He's literally both. none. Like, the, like, Miguel Oliveira hasn't won either. He is the only man to win a Moto 3 and a Moto 2 title. Yeah, like Marquez has got the one two fives. Mm. If we were counting like weight and middleweight, but apart from that, no, there's none. Yeah, the last one was Pedroza or Rossi. No, Rossi would have been the last one. Then it was Pedroza. It's, it's like, like literally since it went four stroke, Alex Marquez is the only man ever to do it. Yeah, you know, so you can't sit there and be like, "Oh, Marquez is shit." He got two podiums as a fucking rookie. You know, honestly, <laughs> he gets slated yeah. because of his name. That's the thing. Yeah. And like, yeah, I get that. The hype is a lot for Alex Marquez, but... I'm not talking hype. I'm talking fans of another rider. Of course you are. You always are. Bloody yeah. hell. But... I'm fans of another squad, shall we say. But like, like genuinely though, this He's will be... like his brother. That's the thing. Like, this is going to be... He his own man. Yeah, he is his own man and he is going to be like another level next year. I think we'll see what, you know, he's not doing too bad. Okay, he's 18 for the championship. I'm going to take my words back there. But he's replacing Bastianini, who is fifth in the championship with three wins to his name. The, the thing is, he's going to be getting on a, a bike that is very neutral. You know, it, it has a good front end. It has a good rear end. It might it not be... It turns finally. <laughs> it, it does now turn. Like, it, it might not be and the single fast. best at everything. It's but the best bike on the grid, though. I, I disagree that I think the Aprilia is. Yeah, that and the Aprilia are the best bikes. But Ducati, as an all-round package, once you've got MotoGP experience, is probably the best thing you can hop on to. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll come off that Honda and be like, oh my God, this is a dream. Yeah, like, this it's is so be, easy. Literally, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's going to be it a is, case of... I can go around a corner. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be like wild. And I think, right... Because this is Alex Marquez leaving the HRC fold. And, you know, there was always a talk of Mark Marquez staying at Honda for a few more years because mm. to get Alex Marquez in there, is this going to be Alex to beating Marquez on a Ducati and Mark going, I want a mm. slice of that pie. And do you think Mark Ooh. would get straight in at a factory seat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even that. No. Even, even I, I'd like to join you. Oh, go on then. Yeah, be checking your Grassini. It'd be fine. <laughs> Put your VR forty Oh, we can't do that. I don't know. Oh my I, god! I don't imagine. Know. <laughs> oh my I don't know god! Imagine. Would, like, where, where would you put them if you if you say you just stuck? I don't know. Who's it going to be? Jorge Martin. Oh, I'd sack off. I'd sack off Bagnaia and put Marcos on it. <laughs> I I'd have Pego and Mark alongside each other. I yeah. I get rid of Sarko. Yeah, probably. If you want a title, Sarko's the best bet to get rid of, in my opinion. No, no, we like Sarko. No, Sarko. I like Sarko, but he's not going to win a MotoGP title, is he? If you want well, a title, neither's majority neither's of the grid. Oh. <laughs> yeah, neither is Pego. Marquez would. But, you know. Marquez would. Yeah, actually, yeah, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one of them will win a title this year, so you know. Yeah, that's it. Mm. Like, and, like 
I can't see past anybody other than Alessio Fabio for this year. So I can't even. You know, that's a that's a small pool to be fighting in. It is. It's mm. like a little paddling pool, isn't it? But um, <laughs> oh, Mark yeah. is as well on the topic of Mark <laughs> a paddling pool. <laughs> <laughs> On the topic of Mark, just had an image of them splashing each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh like on the topic of Mark, that I got called fake news for, even though I've got the freaking press release from oh, Hodder saying saw that. it. Also, um, before you read that out, just quickly, do you know what I've seen a lot of as well with this um, Alex Marquez move? Oh God! What? People saying, "Oh, this means Mark have lost his stranglehold over Honda." What? How? Oh. That's what I've just alluded to, though, isn't it? And the fact that a mark yeah, is... Yeah, but, um... but it's like, how can you say that when an entirely different man has made a move? And likely a yeah. good move as well. Yeah, how yeah. can you it's say not like that? You, you, why would you fight to stay at LCR if you've got an offer from basically anyone else? Yeah, at this point, yeah. Like, you've got an yeah. offer to ride a, a bike that turns, a bike that has a rear end. But it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that Marquez has lost his Honda influence. He no. probably still has more than he should. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so this, what Marquez has said basically is that his current feeling is one of, this is the official press release. Yes, word for word. My, my current feeling is one of hope. Because of the way I was riding and competing, I didn't see myself as being on the bike for much longer. Maybe another year or two. After the intervention in Rochester, the hope is there and I can competing without pain and have fun on the bike which basically is Marquez confirming that if things had stayed the same they were he probably would have seen out his 2024 contract with Honda and then retired mm. he doesn't need the money um, so no it is, it is just love at this point yeah and, and so, if you're enjoying it off you go I, mean, I don't like, think anyone on the grid needs money no but well I don't know I mean they could Alex probably Marcus retire is now. A million for his ride. Alex Marquez is paying a million for his ride. Yeah, uh, but if he didn't have to spend well, that well, million, to then... be fair, <laughs> Australia Galicia are paying a million for this ride. You mean? Yeah, but that's, like, <laughs> that's it's every rider has to bring sponsors, isn't it? Like so, Mark uh, Marquez could literally quit now, live a daily lavish lifestyle, and still not ever be in money trouble. And I don't think many on the grid could say that. Marquez is probably going to be. Not even joking, probably going to have more money than Valentino Rossi at some point. <laughs> mm. Probably Actually, does no, already. It's Red Bull and Honda money. Well, no, well, the Rossi's, VR46 Rossi's VR46 brand. is making 30 million a year, yeah, to be fair. That's a whole thing. That's a whole empire. But it's like, he could literally quit and live comfortably for the rest of his life without having to make any considerations. And I don't think any other right, grid right now could say that. Yeah. Well, you don't race bikes to make money. <laughs> nope, no. that's it. You, no, that's how you... How you become a millionaire. Start yep. with a billion and start a race team. Yep. Sorted. Exactly. Whee. Whee. Yeah. So is that's a bit of an interesting one with Mark, but there's the obviously the rumors now that basically shuts down the entire Miguel Oliveira Grassini thing, with mm. Oliveira now heavily linked to RNF. Now the other seat for that was rumored to be Vietti. Ah. But but Speed Week who are very good at this kind of thing, um, have basically said that Ralph Fernandez is earmarked for the ride for next year, provided that he can pay... 1.3 mil. 1.3 million, but... But that's also been rubbished. That's also been rubbished, so I'm like, uh... <laughs> I, I would 100% believe... I think, I think there is a buyout clause, and it's probably in the millions. I think they yeah. just got it wrong, so Pip Byron took his opportunity to say it's bullshit. 
So, mm. yeah, it'll be a clause because they've got, like, they've Everyone got image rights over it. Yeah, and Fernandez is contracted to KTM for the end of this year. But I think, you know, Red Bull are involved and all that. It's all a bit, I don't know. But for the moment, Raul Fernandez is earmarked for that seat. But that doesn't mean anything. Like, anything can happen. Um, yeah, because obviously, what I wanted to bring up was Vietti. But obviously, that uh, might not happen with Fantic to get a Moto 2 spot off of VR46. Yeah. So, and then VR46 basically running the Master Camp team. Yeah. And Trot has been linked to that seat. Yeah, which is a weird oh. one. Yeah. Really weird one, but he must bring funds. Like, Vietti would understand because Fandig need a winner. Like, from yeah, they the want off. a good rider. And Vietti could win this year, but he's not ready. Out, Fantic will be running under a name only, like KTM do. It'll be a Kalex frame, not their own design. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll be a proven package straight away. Yeah, and I've got a load of other Moto Two rumors, but I really I'm not allowed to say on it. No, um, so that's Ooh. that's another shot, you know, for your little uh, drinking game there. That's another <laughs> shot, you know, um, me alluding to something that I can't talk about in the podcast. So drinky shot there. Um, but we will talk about the drinking game in a minute. But I've actually got I a list it. that I make. I, I make a list every year. I'll see if I can put it in this chat. It, you can see, and the it. thing is, Cam, you call me a sad cunt, and then you yeah, got this guy. I, I have. I've got so many things. I'll put it in the chat now. Is this a spreadsheet? Um, yeah, it's, it's a, a spreadsheet. spreadsheet. And you call oh, me sad. I do no, it every year. <laughs> I love a spreadsheet. Don't, yeah. So it's basically every rumor and like the contracts and things like that. So obviously the biggest rumor at the moment is that Battery Ducati will take Jorge Martin and not Anea Bastianini with the Bastianini then slotting into the Pramac squad. Which you'll see as I put it on the spreadsheet. Uh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's even a key. There's even a key underneath there as well. <laughs> the other goodness. Way around, but there we go. Wow. Bold is unconfirmed, huh? Okay. Yeah. Right. So, it's a bold. There's point. even a there's a more info box as well. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> what you should do, right, is make this open like a, a version of it, make it open and see how, like, just let anybody in and see what kind of edits they make. Yeah, make a, oh, make a Google Sheets God. version. Post the link. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine some of the ones that would go in, like some of the comments we'd all see on social? Oh, it'd be so bad. But, some um, of them are just like so far off the mark. Oh, that, that's, <laughs> that's another shot. Um, but yeah, the yeah. only TBC I've got there is... Oh yeah, Bezecchi, I need to update this. Bezecchi has been confirmed yes. to be staying at VR46. Nice. Uh, unofficially, but uh, I can't remember yeah. who said it, but it has been confirmed that he'll stay It was Pablo Leado, was it not? Yeah, so... You know, uh, fairly good source, in my opinion. Unofficially, I'm going to write it. Because <laughs> um, Moto2 is, is the, one of the most interesting years for it. Because there's so many like Moto3 riders who could go up now. Already. Oh yeah, yeah. Book but then the Moto, two, the Moto Two riders aren't ready to go. Some of the GP. rumors are so spicy. Some of the rumors are. Well, I'll fill you in after Cameron. Uh, okay. yeah. About the rumors. I, I, I wish I could say them on you because they are <laughs> spicy. There is some massive rumors, and yeah, like, like. Well, I'll give it a, a taster. I'll give a taster. Um, <laughs> there, um, these are like done deals. A lot of them, or some of them, um, that a rider will be retiring at the end of the year from Moto Two. Top Moto. Th- um, a Moto2 rider and the top Moto3 rider will be taking their spot and has already signed the deal. Mm. 
Right. That comes directly from within the team that they're riding for. Currently. Okay. I feel like I'm but gonna you can't put, say I'm, the name. I'm gonna put a guess in the chat. Okay. Oh, okay. okay right. then. This is actually quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, because Adam doesn't know. Yeah, everybody listening is like fucking. Oh my god, yes. you got it right. That's right. Who's replacing them? Uh, who's replacing him? Let me think. I'm sorry for the audio listeners, but you yeah, can, uh... no, you guys chat. I'm gonna have a wee think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like right. honestly, like Moto Two is about to get interesting. Like going to be saucy and it does solve the issue of another team where they've got two really good riders at the moment oh that's the spoiler that, that's too you're gonna have to cut that that's too obvious nah, i'm leaving that in i'm leaving that in well no because you know there's a lot of teams with two really good riders in there so. but um yeah you don't know <laughs> i could be talking about about two three teams could be talking about three teams could be talking about both oh he's typing i don't know well i mean there are only two names that are, like, are kind of... See, I told you it was obvious. Told you. Yeah, only... Yeah. You're going to have uh, to cut that. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. I'll, I'll give people a little tasty hint, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah no, okay. Yeah. And, nice. Uh, and, uh, tidy. The, tidy. Yeah. It's just there's so many rumours that... There are a lot. If they pull um, off, like some are, some are obvious and then others are like, but, whoa. Well, yeah, I mean, well, if I can I make a half-decent guess, then I'm sure a lot of the... Listers, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm to, not. So. I'm not on about that particular yeah. one. I'm on about yeah. other ones. Yeah, but um, there are a few. One, one that I said that would happen last year that didn't happen because he stayed in at a three. That's now happening, and they're mm. in talks. Um, yeah, I want to wrap this up a little bit because it's getting on. Um, yeah. So we'll go through. We'll do the predictions, and then we'll talk a bit about this class race, and then we'll go on. Let's do it. Um. So if you don't know already, we do predictions every week. Um, we basically predict well a lot oh, of podiums. I tell you something. What sh- they should have put on that bingo was Declan has to explain the predictions. Oh yeah, let's. <laughs> but then, that, that's a guaranteed <laughs> shot every week, though. What's the bingo? So the bingo, right? For everybody asking. <laughs> I love the bingo. It's so Who good. is it? So I can't remember his name. Hold on, I'm terrible with names. Going through. <laughs> yeah, much being called it? Declan. <laughs> Yeah, so Eddie Eddie Leeson, I know you're listening. Um, so they've got a, a drinking game for the podcast, and <laughs> him and his mates pre-drank to Magello to our podcast because they have no life apparently. And instead of pre-drinking to anything else, he pre-drank. Yeah, but what I don't get is the mode to this podcast. They were out drinking on a Monday. Come on, lads! It's it's a nicely made together. table, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, it's I, got the logo. Great. It's got a little emoji. It's good. But actual effort. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. You're pre-drinking to this crappy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Yeah. You've got to wonder so, where your life have gone if you do it that. Yeah. So mm. there's 12, 12 things they have to drink for, right? So I'll read them out. So it's Declan starts a sentence with now, obviously. <laughs> yeah, you'd be smashed off, are we? That's the thing. Um, <laughs> a mention of minions or the minion helmet. Nice. Um, a crash or incident is described as gnarly. That's you. Yeah, Jacob gets distracted by Alicia Spargo's wife whilst talking about Alicia the Aprilia. <laughs> see, it didn't today. Yeah, any um, <laughs> mention of a wet weather transition to a discussion of the size of Brad Binder's balls. Yeah. Um, the phrase fair play is used. I say that a There's lot. There's been a lot yeah, of those. That, that's you. There's a lot of it is you as opposed to us. I, I, I don't think it was updated for Cam either. No. Um, insert young rider's name here is a future MotoGP <laughs> champion. I never say MotoGP now. Just say future world champion. Yeah, mm. it could be. Anything. I think it counts though. I'd still have a shot to that. 
Yeah, um, Declan laughs his own joke, but what can I say? I'm just funny, right? <laughs> there it is. Um, discussion about younger riders leads to any of the hosts mentioning how old they feel. Yeah, that's me. Every podcast. That's me as oh, well. Talk about people on the EMR Facebook page can't take a joke. They can't take a joke. No, they can't. Deal with Straight it. up. Um, argument rises over which is better, MotoGP or World Superbike. It's World um, Anyway. Oh, we're going. We're going with Yamaha. Thank you, Yamaha. Um, Anyway, yeah. we'll talk about that later on. Um, Jacob, that. Jacob complains about his stupid outside prediction, then makes a stupid outside prediction. <laughs> yeah. And do you want to know what the worst part is? They come yeah. true a week fucking later. I mean, My outside predictions never work on the weekend. It always works the weekend oh. after. Yeah, they do. Quite funny. Mm. Um, so yeah, going into these predictions. <clears throat> so, leaving Sasha Ring and heading to Assen, so, firstly, the points. So, we do predictions every week, and you can take a shot if you think that this goes on the bingo. Um, <laughs> explain the predictions. We predict it, and basically, you predict a rider's place on the podium, and if you get, you get certain points, if you get some right. So, yeah, a point for any place. So, if I put Suzaki to finish second and he finishes third, you get one point. You get one point if you correctly predict pole position. You get five points if you correctly predict the podium. For example, if you predict Masia to finish second and he finishes second, you get five points. If you correctly predict the winner, you get 10 points. You get 15 points if you get the entire podium correct, but the positions are incorrect. You get 20 points if you get all the positions on the podium, but incorrect, but pole position correct, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you get 25 points if you get the podium correct. And the position's correct, correct order. Mm. And you get 30 points, which is the maximum. You get the podium positions correct and pole position. You know what we should do? No. We should get someone to write you a script for that, and then you could just read it each week. It'd be a oh, lot easier. No. Just have it as a soundbite <laughs> that we can just copy. Yeah, in. yeah, just like, <laughs> <Good> yeah. <shout. laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so, for meta three, um, the pole position, so the points, sorry, there's leaderboard. Coming in to Assen from Assen Ring was me at leading with 160 points. Um, second place, I'm amazing, was Ryan, who missed Qatar <laughs> and is second with 97. <laughs> then Sensible, then Jacob, Jacob in third with 96, and then Cameron trailing behind in fourth with 89. Mm. So in Moto 3, it was Sasaki that got pole position. I went for Foggia, Jacob Guevara, Cameron Onshu, and Brian Guevara, so zero points scored. Mm. In third place, Garcia scored or finished third. My predictions, um, so Sasaki won the race, first Moto3 win. Then there's Guevara second and Garcia third. Oh my God, I've messed up. Uh-oh. Oh, oh you, no, you give no, yourself no, 20 extra points. <laughs> Probably. I haven't, no, don't worry. So, I put Garcia first. Guevara second and Sasaki third. Oh. So I got the podium correct in the wrong position. So I get 15 points. Of course. Cameron went for Guevara win, Masia second, and Garcia third. No, uh, this Jacob went Jacob went for that. Jacob went oh. for that. Yeah. Close. So Garcia was correct. So Jacob gets six points. Cameron went for Garcia win. No, Guevara win. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> Of no, you just can't read. <laughs> Garcia second and Sasaki third. Oh. So Cameron gets 15 points. Oh, wait, I went the same as you. Yes, you did. Oh. 
in the good tactic it seems but not the same yeah um, <laughs> good draft <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan went Gust Guevara to win, Saki second, and Foggia third. So Ryan gets two points. So oh, wow. leaving Moto three, I lead with 175 points. Cameron is promoted from last to second. Yeah. With 104. <laughs> Jacob is third still with 102. And Ryan goes back to last with 99. Can I just point something out to you, Cam? No. Look what happens when you don't put McPhee on the podium. <laughs> I know, right? I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to put him on the podium again because <laughs> if he hadn't panicked, I nearly blamed Munoz for that. I did initially mm. until uh, was it, it was a yeah. fair assumption. Um, yeah, I mean, but he just uh, he didn't even touch him. He just panicked and binned it. He idiot. just saw his MotoGP future go, didn't he? <sighs> I know. Like, oh, yeah. I feel so, so bad for you. Here we go. I'll just yeah, yeah. Break. Sympathy, sympathy. Crash. Yeah, like look yeah. what happens. You don't put him on the podium, and suddenly you get points. Yes, Yeah, mm-hmm. um, going into the actual race, though, I'm so happy for Sozaki. Finally yeah. going to win. Yeah, Finally. Yeah. It feels like it's been forever. He deserved it at Qatar. And let's, let's be real. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. yeah. For that little dodgy high side with the electrics, he, he would have had it. So, mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd say it wasn't deserved. Yeah, and I'm actually really impressed with Artigas because he's come from nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. he is... I'm really disappointed by him this year, to be honest, because... He won in Valencia. You know, he's now on a KTM. You're like, oh, you know, this is it. This is the year you're going to do it. It's a harder transition, do you think? It is, but, you know, like he got fifth, which is great, but he should he should be winning races. He should. He was battling with Guevara and Pedro Costa for 2020 Chev Motor 3 title. He will. And he's good. He will, he will end up. He's an amazing about. rider. Yeah. He's a freaking phenomenal rider, but he's not at the level that Guevara and Costa are. Can we just talk about Sergio Garcia for a second? as well. How yeah, the because hell did he get it? He yeah. got Suzuki at the last, out <laughs> of the last corner. Like Suzuki. Yeah. You don't Suzuki, do what he did. Suzuki got out of the last corner, still in third, and got drafted to the last. Suzuki's um, uh, post said, what the fuck was I doing, basically? <laughs> exact quote, don't show to me for swearing. That was well, his was, Instagram post. Well, it's 0.007 between the yeah, two. Yeah, Suzuki Incredible. basically just said he was a pussy out of the final corner. So what, <laughs> what the WTF was I doing? He said, "Fair Man. play, fair play." But yeah, um, oh, that is that two really shots right there. Yeah, that is. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> Out for what? Sorry, I said fair play twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Uh, fair play, fair play, fair play, fair play. Fair play. Oh, no. Yeah, enjoy you're that. Gonna, you're gonna get enjoy done that. for manslaughter here. <laughs> it depends on the drink. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, if it's uh, like cola sours, they're all right. If it's absinthe, on the floor. Yeah, there's and, um, variations to this. And Munoz got the full blame from the Leopard team for Fodger's crash. <laughs> yeah, why? It was, <laughs> it was the same as I'm um, in Moto 2 with Vietti and Bobia. It yeah. was zero contact. I'm I did sorry. say at the start, the original, that there was contact, but there wasn't. No, um, no there wasn't. Like, it, it was just, zero contact. Fodger just got sent wide and he went over the big curve oh, and yeah. crashed. And uh, apparently it's Munoz's fault. So. Just turn one, wasn't Munoz, it? Yeah. Munoz is the new Zarko. Honestly, you know, when everything's gone wrong, you blame Zarko. Sometimes Leopard just need to put <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm glad to see Holgado in sixth as well. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he is a good rider. Sh- for me, though, where it is qualifying, I was expecting a podium. Yeah, me too. Um, uh, and, it boring yeah, it, will right? <laughs> I'm just tired. Like, I've barely slept. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Stop out, that's why. Why? Because I was at Goodwood. <laughs> Goodwood, eh? I got to see. 
I could see Wayne Rainey go past on his 500 cc Yamaha. Yeah, that's Honestly, very like, special. Nice. Like, it, it, yeah. it was wounding me how disinterested he was in Goodwood. Oh yeah, I just wasn't asked about yeah. it at all. Like, I, I would have been in. I just, oh, I was oils. looking at the bikes. Like, this is great, and the cars. I was like, don't care. Yeah, you know, he was just stood in front of like a 20 million dollar Ferrari, and he just didn't even know what he was in front of. Yeah, but you know what? I wasn't even stood in front of it. I walked past it, took a photo and walked off. Yeah, like, <laughs> like all the photos you saw that Honestly, I took, I just was like, just going click, 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 just click. just wounded me, man. Wounded me. Just didn't care. But it was free and I got paid for it, so. Yeah. yeah. I understand. Than free. I, I wish you nerded out more. That's all. Yeah, it is what it is. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, but Goodwood thing as well, but just quickly, how good was it to see all the 500s going up the hill? With Danny behind them on the R16 yeah, as on, well. On the last that day, I found that really cool, game. but I f- like I thought it was really cool, but also I didn't get it. like why is Danny there on an R16? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, well, it's my background as well. Funny enough, it, it was a baffling one, but it's like I'm never going to turn down a chance to see Danny Pedrosa on a bike. You know what I mean? So no, totally, absolutely. That's that's what I mean. Like really like, cool. Yeah, wish like, I'd seen it, but why did it happen? Danny Roberts, right, uh, Kevin Schwantz. And mm-hmm. Wayne Rainey all going up the hill together on a 500. Is there, is there anything better? You will well, never see anything like that ever again. Those no. people will never be conjugated like that ever again. No, well, Legit, they were but like, interviewing it, at the top of the hill on the live stream on the Thursday. Oh, it might have been the Friday. And um, Duan said, I'm only you because of Rainey. I wouldn't be here otherwise. He's straight up about it. That's like, cool. Duan's great. <laughs> and he just said, like, I, it would have been a few years before I was here again, but I wasn't missing this opportunity, he said. Yeah, oh, it's like, once in a lifetime. Like I'm so glad I got to see it from mm-hmm. my own eyes. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yes. Going back to Meta 3. Um, Good race. A lot of passing. Yeah, it was... A lot of action. Solid. Yeah. It. Like so, gonna... Going back yep. to the title standings quickly um, to read these off. Garcia's uh, title lead has been cut down even more. At one point, it was over a full race, and it was three points to Gravara in second. Dennis Fodger is 67 points behind. Oof. The Sasaki, despite missing two races, now gained another place and is now <laughs> 69. Take a shot. Points <laughs> over. Nice. <laughs> um, and then Messia in fifth and Onshu, who has finished a yet another race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the sixth. Yeah, and... I, I do think Fodger's cut his goose now. Yeah. Yeah, he has screwed it. Um, it this isn't going to be his last again, is it? Tatsuki Suzuki 7th, Andrea Mino 8th, Carlos Tatai 9th, and Javier Artigas. What the hell has happened to Mick? You haven't even mentioned him in the last four races. Who? He just kind of won Mino. and dipped. Mm. I don't know who that is. Mino. Mino, sorry. Min Go, because he's... Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. It's getting late. We need to add another thing I'm to this tired. drinking game. Like... Tenuous yeah, bad do. jokes. Declan gets too tired and makes terrible jokes. Yeah. Right, um, oh, I tell you something as well. You know, I'd always say if Granny had wheels, she'd be a bike. Uh, no, I've yeah. never heard you say that. What? Sorry. But um, <laughs> basically, I saw a thing the other day. It was like a, a post about oh, if Top Rack was going to MotoGP or something. And someone commented, yeah, and if my granddad had three balls, he'd be a pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Top Rack tested the Yamaha as well and oh, made yeah. zero photos of it. <laughs> Great, mm. well done, Yamaha. That was a weird one, that was. 
I waited all day for that. I got a press release of him just talking to Cal. I'll be like, going what Instagram story from Cal Crutchlow with him mopping on the bike. Yeah, cheers for that, Yamaha. Yeah, there's not much info yeah. come out of it, is there? Not even a time. None. No. no, not even a lot of time. What do you, um, what do you speculate but, that means? That he was good or just he was shit? Thing? He crashed it twelve times and mm. he's staying in World Super. No, I think it means that they're currently working on a way to switch Morbidelli and Top Rack. I think. Oh. Imagine, Honestly, yeah. I, as much as I love Franco, he's not he's not coming he needs back. Needs to change the scenery, Dunny. Yeah, he'd go well on the Aprilia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would. You're right. Um, right. I'm tired. Let's try and wrap this one up. Moto um, two. Um, so Moto two. Sorry. So Dixon got pole. No one was predicting that. Um, <laughs> Jake Dixon fan group was. True. Um, so Augusto Fernandez got pole. No, he didn't. Jake <laughs> Dixon got pole. <laughs> and <laughs> me, Cameron, and Ryan predicted Fernandez to get pole. And Ro- Jacob went with Roberts. And it didn't happen. It was close. He was. He was close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the race win went to Fernandez, who is my favorite for the title now. Yeah, same. Um, Second, Agura, who came back from, like, nowhere. Mm. And then Dixon third. Well done, Jake. Yeah, um, good job. So, yeah. I went for Fernandez, Vietti, and a Renas third. Mm. Nearly got that right. Mm. I scooped up 10 points. Um, Jacob went for Vietti to win. Low second and Fernandez third. So, I don't know. One point. I have given you... T- <gasps> yeah, one point. I have given you two. Vietti, bro, I don't know what Vietti was playing at those last two laps. He set the fastest lap of the race on the final lap. Yeah. Like, uh, why, didn't, why didn't he just do that lap before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit weird. And then Cameron went for Fernandez first, Agura second, and Aldeguer third. Ooh. And we get 15 points. Yeah. And Ryan went Fernandez first, Agura second, and Lowe's third. So he gets 15 points. Wow. Oh, I'd I say thought. Ryan was closer because he put a Brit in third. Yeah. So um, yeah. the standings get finished. The standings now are me with 185 points. Cameron back in second still with 119. Ryan in third with 114. And Jacob stone dead last with 103. Oof. He's outside oh. predictions then working, oh. are they? Oh, it's spreading <laughs> out. That's spreading like your. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> do it. Like, like your the mama. toast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting tired. I need to shut up. So, obviously, Augusto Fernandez did win the Moto 2 race. I'm so impressed, genuinely. Vietti yeah. finished? I thought Vietti crashed out. Yeah, he got Vietti. I thought he crashed out. No. Agura <laughs> should have. By I, all I genuinely thought Vietti crashed out. No, no. Vietti, um, he, he qualified poorly. He came through Q1 again. No, he didn't this time, yeah, actually. No, he was no, shit through Q2. Yeah. Look what happens. He didn't come through Q2 and he didn't get anywhere near Paul. Yeah, he's in Q2. But, um, yeah, Agura nearly stacked it twice at the start of the race. How he stayed on. He was like 18th at one point. Yeah, I know. Second. Because honestly, it looked like he had a dead tire. It was yeah, insane. I thought he had an issue. I thought mm-hmm. he had a problem. Yeah, because he did, like you said, nearly crash twice. He was behind Zonta at one point. Yeah, he, he was just, he nearly went to the moon like three times overall. Yeah. It was, and that he was still a got second. hell of a ride. Hell yeah, of he, was, he was yeah. living life in the fast lane, 100%. He was... And been playing too much Kerbal Space Program. Yeah, just, just, just over half a second back. of the lead. We're talking at the same time. What Sorry. did you say? <laughs> you first, Jacob. 
Brock crashed <laughs> out of the lead. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Lowe's crashed out of. No, he didn't. He went wide first corner. Arenas crashed oh, yeah, out of a did. podium position. So, you know, it's. Obia uh, mm-hmm. crashed out of contention. Obia yeah. crashed out of fourth despite no contact. Yeah. What do you say, Cameron? Um, I forget. Oh, yeah. He was just <laughs> over half a second from the lead, which is wild considering he was 18th at one point or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Way back. Scene. Hell of a ride. But, um, Good job. Yeah. For me, I, like I've said on the last podcast, if Fernandez can continue this form, he's the only rider I promote to MotoGP. Yeah. As long as he keeps his form and takes the title, and he is killing it at the moment. But if he get, he does this thing where he does amazing in the middle of the season and then disappears again. Yeah, he's, he's done this the last like three years, hasn't he? He won an accident yeah. for Pons in 2019, then did the square and root of fuck. He got up to second of a championship and like yeah. was going to battle for Alex Marcus' championship, just disappeared. Yeah. So, I think he got something like twenty first at Aragon, didn't he? Like, and then just yeah, it was the end of it. Went apart. But um, I'm quite happy with Dixon to put on the box again. Um, Really good. Um, Good for the Brits. Good to see that Rory Skinner's been confirmed for Silverstone and Austria wildcards as well. Cameron, our Scotsman, is now cheering. Our resident Scotsman (laughs) is breaking up the buckfast in celebration. But and no, tenants. If buckfast is made in England, (laughs) (laughs) special brew. Not only that, <laughs> it's been confirmed that if he does well in these wild cards, he has a chance to do even more this year with the hope of putting they're putting him on the grid next year. <laughs> What's the definition? I think it's pretty much okay done already myself. Yeah, I want him clearly. What What's the definition of doing well in the wild cards though? Not last. I'd say for Rory, top twenty. Not last, I, I would say. Well, say, to be honest, even if he's last, but with within touch, it's good and enough. And make significant progress yeah. from FP1. Like if he's seven yeah, yeah. seconds off FP1, three seconds off, and then gets it down to, say, a second off in the race, I consider that a job well done, even if he does come last. Yeah, and then when he goes to Austria, which is a track he's not raced at since he was in the Rookies, and he mm. makes significant progress there, then again, is a good sign. Um, yeah, we've seen how hard it is to come from Superbike yeah. 2 Motor 2. I think yeah, it's easier Dixon, to come from Motor 3. Yeah, like Dixon and obviously Bobier have both done it and it's not been easy for him. No, um, Superbike is basically a super in comparison. It's not a yeah, race chassis. And yeah, it's like three. nice. Might not have the power, but it does have a race chassis. It has the stiffness. Yeah, the, the stiff chassis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we get Skinner yeah, on here? Someone someone talk to Skinner. He does actually can, like my page on his personal. He so. does. Yeah. He, he likes... I, we could probably get him on, to be honest, genuinely. I could probably get him on. Um, I'll just get him around my bit. Yes, yeah, you know, why not? Uh, my gaff. <laughs> Rid my gaff. Yeah, but um, go back onto the thing though. I was quite impressed with the Renas. He qualified mm-hmm. second. He, he's got a lot in him. Uh, Renas, I'm really. He's there. Yeah, he's ready. Um, no, he, he's not much. He's a Moto Three champion. Yeah, my rider of the race though, Agura did well. Alonso Lopez yeah, but, for me. Yeah, like he led the race early on. He did drop yeah. back to eight, finished sixth. Like. He has been through a hell of a lot this last since he got sacked from that Max Racing team. His career took a nosedive, and he's been through a hell of a lot the last few years. And he's back up there, now, honestly, I'm and he's just, leading races. Yeah, well, so he took. Um, yeah, did he took what's his face's ride? Fanati's ride. Yeah. Fanati, yeah. Uh, Fanati wouldn't have been sixth. No, yeah, no Fanati way. Wouldn't have led. Fanati wouldn't have even led the like, race. To no. be yeah. fair, Fanati would have been a rookie. Yeah. You know, and Lopez did race pretty much the same thing last year, the same as Firmin. 
But, yeah. but you know, it is worth pointing out that he has come from a speed up to a speed up. Mm. Yeah, of course. So you know, it, it it's it's it just shows how good it is, really. Like the the Bosco in terms of transition to the World Championship, just both yeah. a blessing and a curse because it means too much is expected of you, and then you get sacked. <laughs> mm. Yeah, there's oh yeah, who is it? I can't say, but there's a rider that's in talks of Bosco next year. Uh-huh. Oops. Oh dear, who's nah, that? I don't L- know. Lopez should have been on this grid from the start of the season. I don't care yeah, about that. He should have been on, should have been on the start of the season. Yeah. Mm. Um and another rider who did really well on Quest with two of them actually, Manu Gonzalez, who came from Supersport and is ninth. Mm-hmm. Like he did race last year on the MV at Assen. Um, from like FP2 onwards when he got yeah. dragged in at the last minute. And the rider who was also meant to race in Moto2 at Aston last year on the MV, Philip Salach in 10th, yeah. who uh, did really Is well. Is that as well. public knowledge now? We, talked, we spoke about it on the podcast last we year. Did, so. okay. Just, I'm not sure if it was public knowledge still. <laughs> no, um, yeah. I did want to shout out Zonda because he was very good this weekend. Like he, he was, he was quite close. And SDK, SDK is doing as well, really yeah. well. Like honestly, it wasn't a bad ride in the Moto Two field, in my opinion. Even like yeah. the the proper Batmark and you know, like Corsi and that, even they were near nearer. Salach was amazing. Yeah, like yes. yeah, he's Salach, like and he, Yeah, Zagoni's done well. Like Salach, you know, he he came a gun blazing at Qatar and was fifth, and you're like, wow, this is amazing. And then he's dropped off after that crash, but uh, he's he's back now. Classic I think. Qatar, and you can never yeah. judge anybody on Qatar. Nope, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, going really good. Wrapping up, it was a good battle though. But yeah, wrapping up the uh, Moto Two for a minute. Um, so, Donatino Vietti leads the championship standings right now with one, two, three victories. Augusto Fernandez also has three victories, mm. but Vietti has more second places, which means Vietti is the current championship leader. With zero points separating him and Augusto Fernandez. Mm-hmm. In third place is Ayagura with one point behind. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> and then in... next is the guy who I think probably would have won the thing. Yep, is Aaron Cannett, who obviously has had to miss out because those got bleeding. Mm. Um, you got fifth place, you got Antonio Bellino, which I'm impressed by. Yeah. Um mm. sixth, Joe Roberts, seventh, Marcel Schrotter, eighth. Dixon, ninth Pedro Costa who broke his leg. Mm, um, we didn't even mention that. Get to we haven't mentioned that. So much has happened. Yeah. It's yeah, been Pedro a Costa hell of broke a his leg. It has been. Um, I think the MotoGP chat will be quite short though because we've already kind of discussed it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pedro Costa broke his leg. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> just, just no as he was finding matter. form. It's just as he was finding matter. form. You know? He's had a successful I'm for him. I'm gutted for him. But yeah. yeah. Well, Matish, guy who we know has um, a similar operation, he said, is not talking that he could even be back for Silverstone. I'm thinking no chance. A broken if, if femur. He, if, yeah, but it was a clean femur break, apparently. Right. Uh, Still doesn't sound very nice. Oh, no. I, I mean, it's better than a non-broken femur, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. like... I, I wouldn't fancy that, like having the op either way. But he reckons because, like, it's they don't they leave it open or something that mm. it heals super quick. Like they don't wrap them or something. And he, right, he's, okay. he reckons he could be back for source. And I'm like, you're off your head, bro. Crazy. Um, right. As a move to MotoGP and round this up. Um, 
So, prediction time. Final predictions of the squad. We're not doing the predictions of Silverstone. We'll do that in a few weeks. Um, yeah, a five-week break now. Yeah, so... Um, Bagnaia got pole. I went for Quattararo. Jacob went for Bagnaia and got it right. Cameron went for Nyales. Ryan went Quattararo. Yeah, Podium just... was... Podium was Bagnaia, Bezzecchi and Vinales. I went for Aspargo to win, Quattararo second, and Vinales third, so I get five points. Oh, I cool. predicted that issue. Um, Jacob went Quattararo to win, Aspargo second, and Bagnaia third, so Jacob gets a point. Cameron went Quattararo first, Vinales second, and so close. Aspargo third. So I just didn't see Bez coming. Nobody oh, did. Also, Bez coming. Mm-hmm. Off his girlfriend. I'm gonna shut up. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm tired. <laughs> this is not PG anymore. Um, well, to be fair, it's past the watershed in the UK. It's literally uh, nearly half eleven. Um, so Ryan went for Quattararo to win. Aspargo second, and Benaya third. Who gets a point? Mm. So final standings: Leaving Assen B with 190 in the lead. Cameron, 70 points behind, is with 120. Ryan in third with 115. Jacob in fourth with 105. Ah, That's a nice round of numbers. numbers. Yeah. Nice numbers. Is, nice, isn't it? The thing is, I'm pretty much guaranteed at least one point in MotoGP at this point because Peko, oh, it's just, you know, it's, you're a fool to think anything else at this point. He's a pull hound. Mm. Control C, control yeah. V in it. You know yeah, but I mean? so is Martin, so. He hasn't got a pull this year, have you? He has. Yeah, sure he has. yeah, surely. Jorge Martin. Yeah. yeah. Has he? Hey, he's a weapon. Mm. Especially, he's, he started I strong. I don't he think he's had a pull this year, genuinely. D- uh, how do we find this yeah, out? He has. Um, it's all Qatar. Ah, oh, Qatar. Then, that was it. Yeah. And then Pep goes out like five. <laughs> yeah, but he's stuck in my... <laughs> you got pole at Argentina, no, America. Is that Jorge as well? I don't think it was. That was Paco, wasn't it? It was America. Yeah, it was Martin as well. Oh. He's got two poles. Did he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Got two poles this year, Qatar and America. So, fuck you. <laughs> well, Why have I only had the Rinzad pole at America? Damn. Rins? Yeah, well, that's why I was so confused with myself. I was like, surely I want a fucking Suzuki. I can tell you that. Are you mad? <laughs> It was a Ducati 123, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Of course it was. Mm. No, it wasn't. It was a Ducati 123345. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. See? Um, but yeah, so obviously we've already discussed last shine. But Binder got through to um, Q2 for the first time in a while. KTM both got through mm. after battling with Q1. They first time in like Q1, six though. races. Yeah, they were in Q1, but they got through for the first time in like six races. Mm. Um, Binder said Binder did well in fifth. Um, Brad, Brad Binder yeah. is so solid. He's so solid. He's a beast. Yeah. He, he just gets everything right, doesn't he? Yeah, he just, he just good, gets on with he? it, man. Just brings yeah, home like, points. Yeah, like he literally is just, you know, he's the, he's the kind of rider you want to be your lead rider. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he is. He yeah, will be. That's why he um, kept him and not Miguel. Mm-hmm. No offence, Portugal. Him and Miller will do really well next year. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, Marty, I, see, I think they'll clash. I, I just, I, I can't see two massive personalities like that going along. I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, in an eighth <laughs> place, Johan Mir was the first 
Ducati. No, first, oh my God, first wow. Japanese bike. No, first Japanese bike, which is the first time since like 1975, I think, that that's happened. Mm. Really? And first in rainfall. Yeah, but that doesn't really matter because there's only like two yeah. of them on the All grid. All the Yamahas um, basically just decided to have a nice lay down. Yeah, and so last time at the Sashim Ring, it was the first time that Honda didn't finish a race in the points since 1982. Mm. This time... It was the first time that Yamaha didn't finish a race within the points since 1985. Yeah, I said Suzuki's next. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so imagine Ducati don't score points since Silverstone. God, now that would be a feat. But um, like yeah, they was, would all have to crash because there's not enough bikes. Yeah, but Mir had um, an interesting start, didn't he? He had what Miguel Oliveira hit him and knock his wings off, mm. and then yeah. he got hit by Marini going into T yeah. one. The thing is, you're like, bro, <laughs> the, the start with that, everybody was like, everybody was really angry about that, and I don't understand why because it's like you can't control a wheelie and bike to a point. Yeah, yeah, and the you know speed I mean? and like. Yeah. Power and, and milliseconds ferocity that these things are, are pulling away at. You just you can't you can't like make they, finesse they doing, moves like that. They're doing not sixty faster than world rally cars. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that, that's it's split second decisions. It, it, I find it incredible, like when you actually stop and analyze it, that everybody don't just smash into each other off the start or into T one. Yeah, the skill yeah. required is just so good. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, there's not really much notable. Zarco went from fifth to fourth to third to second to thirteenth. Yeah, the thing is, you know what did it? Don't it? They were talking about it in the press conference. And yeah, could win yeah. And if they just shut up, be the one. You're probably right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't bring um, attention to it, don't it? Yeah, pretty much. And um, Ashinini once again finished outside the points because he's the most inconsistent rider I've ever seen. Didn't finish um, outside the points. No, he didn't. He didn't finish outside the top 10. Sorry. Literally, I need to go to bed. <laughs> I was going to say, he didn't finish outside the points. I just want to eat a Magnum and watch Peaky Blinders. Oh, that sounds yeah. good. That sounds like a 45-year-old single woman. Maybe I am a 45-year-old single woman. That's what I identify as now. Right, Lee Mina? A Magnum's uh, a shit anyway. Get a Solero. Oh, piss oh. off with your shitty opinions. Go well. to bed, oh, Jacob. <laughs> Go to How can bed. Great magnums over Soleros. Oh, chocolate. And, and then Ben and Jerry's over everything. Just saying. Chocolate. Well, okay, that's an okay opinion. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but. Argadasse. Cam will agree with me because I have the vegan Ben and Jerry's. Well, yeah, it's great, but like you get vegan magnums as well, and they're also great. So I don't, I don't make that because obviously my daughter can't have milk. So we have to get right. on vegan ice creams. And I found the magnum, the vegan magnums, they, they end it. They end up to you. Like, I just not like anything good. So, no, I, I could do yeah. like Magnum, but yeah, like the vegan ones, they're a bit off. It's weird. Okay, right. Anyway, in this podcast, I'll do this, uh, <laughs> yes, this championship standings. So, Mario Cotteraro leads with 172 points, 21 points, 21 points behind him is the latest bar grow. Um, yeah, 151. Third place is still Yuan Zarco, who deserves a factory site um, with 58 points. Magnaya has jumped up the standings to fourth with six, six points behind. What it's are you fucking you, laughing about? Shut you. up. Tired. <laughs> then Bassinini in fifth with 105 points, 67 points behind. Then Binder sixth, 
Villa 7th and Beer 8th, 9th Rins and 10th is Miguel Oliver. I find wow. it inconceivable that Rins is still top 10 in the championship. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And, and Bastianini <laughs> should not be 67 points back. That's terrible. Well, he mm. scored 105 points and three of those have been wins. <laughs> and then the other seven races, he has scored 40 points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not consistency there, is it? But no, as I said, Zarco's not going to win a title, so yeah, that's why he's going Pramac, and you got flipping Jorge Martins that in eleventh for seventy points. Martinez and he's got four, four DNFs to his a zero at Harath. Missed well. finishes, not missed races, but yeah. And Miguel Oliveira has scored seven points the last. He's finished in ninth place last four races. Cons- <laughs> it's consistent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Miguel. <laughs> yeah. You, right. So basically, if we predict him ninth now in Silver Study, he'll win. Yeah. Yes. Well. But probably not. Imagine that. Right. Race. right. Okay. I'm tired. Good night, it's everybody. Been one, it's been 101 minutes. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you're not too drunk playing along with the, the shot game thing, whatever it is, drinking game. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sick. We'll try and get a guest on, and yeah, yeah, blood. Wait, we can get a guest on the next podcast. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we're doing I, it on I the just edge. Sent you the text, yeah. We'll have a guest on next time. Sick. Right. Hope you enjoy this podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.